Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors, Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. And I'm still James. Yay! And by that, I mean I'm currently also James. Like I have, I'm not sitting still. Obviously, I'm moving, I'm breathing, I'm talking. So I'm not just still James. I'm more live action James. <laughs> I don't know. I might prefer still James. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a T-Rex. If I don't move, I can't see myself. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, isn't that the bug bladder beast that if it can't see you, you're, wait, what? (laughs) If it thinks if you can't see it, it can't see you. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, speaking of English things, Yes. That's not it. <laughs> no, 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 it is not. <laughs> are, you, are you still drinking your uh, Dr. Pepper? Uh, I am. Uh, my Dr. Pepper. Pepper Zero with cherry, along mixed with Jameson Orange. Yes, the concoction. So, I don't know if I told you when I got the Jameson Orange first, it's kick-ass all by itself. I think you did, yeah. You did tell me that. But there's you, a drink called the Lucky Irishman. You, did, which you is, didn't share it with me when I was up there. Well, because I didn't think about it. You know how many alcohol things I had to share with you if we would have stuck around and recorded at the house instead of going out drinking? <laughs> I never would have made it to the hotel that day. <laughs> Probably not. As I, I mean, there's there's that and some scotch, but I actually bought, oh, I had those Scarlet Lane beers yeah. that we could have done. I had, there's like one or two other um, Satan seedlings, like a couple of things. And I forgot, completely forgot until like two days later, I'm getting a beer out of the fridge and I saw it. I have a bananas foster mead Ooh. That, that I bought for us to share. Wow. But that's, that's probably not going to be there next time. You're up. <laughs> you, could, you could let it age. <laughs> could. Now. Okay. I will be up there again in about a month. Huh. Well, I might be able to wait that long. Okay. I mean, that was going to be one I did on the meat tasting episode, but oh wait, I actually, I've, I've still got three meads I can do. Well, I mean, if you want to wait to do that one next month when I'm up there, we can do that. We can do that. That's a good, <laughs> we can get there together we go. and record that. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Anyway, so, so I was yeah. telling you. Yeah, yeah, you were telling me. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Well, you got to shut up first. <laughs> We all know how that works. Actually, I didn't. I didn't give this note in a Python because of how the flow was going. But I had a note in there. Uh, One of the characters just rambles on and on and on and on about nothing at all. And I said, "Like Jody, (laughs) you're not wrong." (laughs) Anyway, Jameson Orange. Yeah, there's a drink called uh, the Lucky Irishman, which is Jameson and uh, Irish. I just completely lost it because you got me discombobulated on stuff. Uh, the the Irish cream liqueur. Okay. You know, like Bailey's. Bailey's yeah, Irish cream. Yeah, yeah, But I found out that the Jameson Orange mixed with pumpkin spice Bailey's <laughs> is really good. But tonight, the Jameson Orange with the Dr. Pepper cherry is kind of like a fruit brew Irishman. <laughs> oh, and I know... You like fruit brew. I love fruit brew. <laughs> uh, 
that's your that's your favorite out of the monster cereals, isn't it? My favorite cereal. Oh, okay. Ball, ball time. Although wife makes fun of me because in general, I do like the 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 grain cereals, whereas she likes the sugary cereals. Too. Yeah. Chex Mix, Chex's cereals, mm, Cheerios. Yeah, that's my jam. Yeah. Although I get a little tired of eating Cheerios every once in a while, I got to switch it up. Well, you know. What are you, what are you having? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still on the Wee Mac. <laughs> yeah, see, it's just not good. I mean, the episode we recorded previously was kind of short for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially for Monty Python with us. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's also not a, like, it's not good enough to just suck three or four down. No, no. So anyway. Yeah. I'm ready to talk about Sir Thomas of Bollinger, but I'm happy to keep being a dumbass too. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Yes. So Tommy Bullen, part five. Yay. <laughs> this will be a short episode. <laughs> I, I had less notes for this than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> but my woohoo was Tommy Bullen, but I guess also for the short episode. <laughs> Oh, all right. So when last we left off, Tommy had um, he joined James Gang, recorded an album with him, recorded a jazz album with Billy Cobham, toured with James Gang, recorded a second album with James Gang, and then quit James Gang. <laughs> Good job not saying the anywhere in there, by the way. I, I actually, I worked at that. <laughs> Just to <laughs> not hear you complain. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to complain. I was going to make fun of you. <laughs> okay, that too. <laughs> well, I was going to make fun of you in a complaining way. <laughs> yeah, I figured. <laughs> James Gang, they don't turn with the Eagles. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Hey, where's our friend? Where, where's our friend Donnie live? Colorado. Back in Colorado. <laughs> Tommy started trying to restart the band Energy with a new bunch of people. At least one of these shows was played at the venue Ebbets Field, which we talked about in previous Tommy Bullen episodes. It was broadcast on local radio, and Robert uh, Ferbrache, that's how I'm pronouncing it. Sounds good. It it is my pronunciation. (laughs) This is my pronunciation. It's nobody else's. This is mine. This is my... (laughs) pronunciation <laughs> yes um he was an employee at ebbets field uh he would actually go on to become a sound engineer and a photographer but he would uh he set up a cassette recorder and, and this was 1974 so actually a lot of people did not have cassette tape recorders at home i mean if you had a tape recorder it was probably a big real to real thing and uh so the the smaller compact cassette tape stuff was just starting to get to the U.S. Uh, from Japan. Um, as a matter of fact, I think he said his brother brought it back from when he was stationed over in Japan. But he he set the recorder up at home and he recorded this concert that, or the show that, that Tommy and Energy played at Ebbets Field, which again is like a concert venue, not like a football stadium field kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> which Which I thought it was for many years. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway this was like the only recording that they had of the show and uh it wound up being released in 1997 as tommy bullen and friends 
live at Ebbets Field, 1974. I've not listened to it, but um, I think I've heard I've heard some tracks off of it. So, uh, but I just haven't heard the whole thing. Um, but good stuff, good stuff. Uh, a lot of extended jam, freeform kind of stuff. But yeah. Ooh, Duchess. Ooh. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks to Tommy, we now have bands like Fish. Great. No, no, don't blame Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll blame who I want, even if I'm wrong. <laughs> we all know that was the Grateful Dead. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair point. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around this time, uh, another jazz drummer um, who we've actually mentioned, um, Alphonse Uzan. Tommy had jammed with him a couple of years before that. Uh, and we mentioned that, in, I think, part three of the series. He heard Billy Cobham's Spectrum album, and he was getting ready to do his own solo album. So he called Tommy up and asked him to play on, the, on his solo album. And his album, titled Mind Transplant, uh, would be recorded in December of 1974 in Los Angeles. And would be released at some point in 1975. I looked uh, a couple of places. I could not find a date. So I don't even know what month. Um, just that it was released in 1975. And Tommy at this time was still with his girlfriend, Karen Ulibari. And they decided to move to Los Angeles. So in early 1975, um, while Tommy's still trying to get a new version of Energy started, uh, this time he's working with bassist Stanley Sheldon, who we've again mentioned in the previous episode. And he just eventually decides to call it the Tommy Bolin Band instead of calling it Energy. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Makes yeah. sense. You know. Yeah. So uh, once he's in L.A., Tommy just uh, he meets this this guy, uh, Philip Palomini, who had built a uh, studio in his in his home or well. In the part of his home, it was like part basement and part carport, and he turned it into this recording studio called Glen Holly Studios, because I think that was the street or the area where it was, but uh, uh, supposedly it actually had a really good sound, and a lot of musicians would come in there and record, but Tommy got to be friends with him, and he would he'd just go in and record. Didn't even have to have studio time set up. If it was free, he they'd get together and just fill up and turn the tape on and let Tommy go. Wicked awesome. Yeah. So again, he's in LA now. So he starts hanging out at the rainbow bar and grill. Ooh, Ooh, I've been there. I know. (laughs) 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 Uh, So, you know, I mean, he, he's going to the rainbow, he's hanging out, he's beating all the other musicians who are coming through and hanging out, you know? So he'd invite him back to the Glen Holly studios to just jam. And so Palomini says that he's got like hours of recordings uh, with just Tommy just jamming with these people. And, you know, some of them were, you know, they'd be like under contract and they'd tell him, say, hey, don't, don't, you know, don't turn the microphones on. Don't record us. You know, we're just here to jam. Well, apparently he had a microphone actually hidden in the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) So he'd be like, okay, I won't record. Click. And he turned the one on in the ceiling and he'd still record them. But yeah, I mean, I'm guessing a lot of these people were like under contract and they, you know, weren't supposed to be recording someplace else, you know? So, but one of these sessions was with Jeff Beck. Palomini said that he has like three songs that have never been released that feature Tommy and Jeff. 
although they may not feature the both of them on guitar at the same time, which is kind of a shame because that would be freaking awesome to hear. I guess uh, from what was said, they kind of switched off between playing bass and guitar. So, you know, one would handle bass while the other one was doing guitar. And then on the next song, they'd switch. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, another session was with Todd Rundgren. Uh, I know him. Yeah. Yeah. And this this one I liked. I, I'm actually, once I thought about it, it really didn't surprise me, but it kind of caught me off guard when I read it. The Whalers, Bob Marley's backing band. Wow. Cool. Yeah. And they actually... I don't think they had a problem with being recorded. They just didn't want Bob Marley to find out. (laughs) (laughs) Because I, Oh, I don't, I don't remember what it was. There was something, something about it. It wasn't the recording, but there was, uh, yeah, there were, there was something they didn't want Bob Marley to find out that they were doing there. It was, (laughs) it wasn't marijuana. I can tell you that. Might have been the cocaine. <laughs> Might have been the cocaine. I, I can't remember. I won't swear to that. So, so you know, I don't want anybody from the Whalers coming back saying, "Hey, we weren't doing cocaine." It's not what I'm. I don't remember what it was. It's just... <laughs> I would have taken educated guess. Yeah, it was something Marley was not cool with anybody doing. Though that's, <laughs> that's what it was. They were they were all for it while they were there. Uh, <laughs> so all this is going on. Tommy's kind of experiencing the rock star lifestyle a little bit more his relationship with Karen is kind of starting to get rocky it's kind of you know this this whole thing's kind of taking a toll on both of them but around this drugs alcohol and groupies yeah so uh around this time a Canadian band named Moxie uh, was recording their debut album in LA in uh in so where are they from uh Canadian Canada they're, they're and, from Canada. Moxie. They're from Canada. Yeah, Canada. So, so they're a Canadian band. <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, 1975, Moxie's doing their debut album, and and uh, their guitarist Earl Johnson. Um, and I I didn't look. I didn't bother to look to see who the producer was, but he. Uh, the, guitarist Earl Johnson gets into an argument with the producer. So the producer reaches out and brings Tommy in to play lead on most of the album. (laughs) (laughs) But the guitarist, you know, Earl Johnson, he actually did stay with the band while it was, while, you know, because they they recorded a couple other albums after that, at least. So he, he was with them throughout the whole run of the band. But yeah, so, so Tommy's on Moxie's debut album, plays most of the lead stuff. Mark Smith. Oh, he was the producer? Producer produced by Mark Smith and Moxie. Okay, cool. And I've I've heard I've heard a couple of songs off of the album. I don't I don't have the album, but um on uh the Tommy Bullet box set, the couple of the songs from it were on that. And they're they're really good songs. Yeah. If you're into yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. So Barry Fay, who we've mentioned previously, had been involved uh with Zephyr as you know, part of like management and stuff like that. He has kind of taken over managing Tommy. So Faye managed to get Tommy a record deal with a small label named Nimperer Records. And uh, so Tommy's like, yeah, you know, and I want to do it as energy. But Nimperer kind of went, uh, no, what we're offering you is that it has to be a solo project. Kind of like what Joe Walsh. I don't know if Joe Walsh had gone solo yet or if he was still doing the with the 
whatever his post James Gang band was called, Barn Barnstormer or whatever it was. It, it, we mentioned it in one of the previous episodes. <laughs> but, yeah, yes, we did. Yeah, uh, or or Steve Miller, you know, like the Steve Miller band or Peter Frampton. You know, these guys played lead guitar and sang, and that's what Emperor Records offered. And you know, they said you either do it that way or there's no deal. So you know, Tommy wasn't really confident in his singing, but he really wanted a record deal so he took the deal you know so that Makes yeah sense. that's yeah so that's how he gets his first record deal but around the same time he was rumored to be on the list to replace mick taylor in the rolling stones now he didn't audition from what i've seen but apparently they were impressed enough that they actually considered contacting him nice yeah they, they obviously they decided to go with another englishman i think that was like the key thing that they decided on we want somebody who's english so they they hired ronnie wood but i also heard uh while i was looking into this that jeff beck had also reportedly been considered for the stones spot to replace mick taylor um and jeff even supposedly jammed with them but everybody just kind of went yeah musically this doesn't just isn't working you know because jeff at kind of at this point jeff beck's starting to go off into the jazz fusion thing too so you know i'm pretty sure he was you know musically he was someplace else <laughs> yeah yeah just musically yeah just musically but a little bit of foreshadowing dun, dun, dun. tommy does get asked to audition for another english rock band ooh, ooh. who oh no that's not the who Never no not mind. the who not the who and that my gentle listeners will be the next episode what bullshit yep. <laughs> i hear them clamoring <laughs> plus plus i have notes <laughs> <laughs> okay now I, one, other, one other thing i did not have this in my notes because i do not know exactly when this took place but we have talked about jinx dawson and coven yeah and it was around this time coven was working on their third album blood on the snow and I don't know that Tommy was involved in the sessions, but I do know that Jinx Dawson knew Tommy. I do know that there were times when he was in the studio with her, but I don't know if it was, I, that may have been at the Glen Holly studios. That may have been while Kevin was working on their album. It may have been while Tommy was working on his stuff and Jinx happened to be there. I don't, but she did know Tommy. And apparently I think there are some recordings of him and her maybe as part of coven i'm not you know not him joining coven but just him like being part of the session that's wicked cool yeah and i know she's telling the well okay i will there is photographic evidence so you know i mean you, know, you can fake a photograph but i i'm guessing she's not lying about it <laughs> well no and and the further back the photos go the harder it is to fake yeah so but yeah yeah so that's uh another tie into something that we've previously talked about and well again Yes, yeah, because eventually we will talk about that album when <laughs> sometime, at some point we will do more stuff on Coven and Jinx Dawson. That's right. Yeah. I've had my notes ready for years now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did see where you where you um, sent her the link of, of, of us talking about their debut album. <laughs> and, and and she liked it. She liked the, the where you sent the link, but I don't know that she listened Loved to it. Really? it. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah. I guess that was really the <laughs> the thing she put was, yeah. Kind of cross. I didn't even get a thank you, dear James, like she does everybody else. 
<laughs> Hell, I've even got those, but that's on Twitter. <laughs> that's been a while since I've actually seen her on Twitter. I usually just see her on Facebook now or Instagram. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. No, that's that's yeah. all I got. We've got uh, there's there's something bigger on the horizon with Tommy Bolin. So something wicked this way comes. Yes. <laughs> snicker snicker. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. So should we let people go? Um, if, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to let them out of the basement again, I guess. <laughs> Not totally change the light bulb. <laughs> you got you got to feed them too, man. <laughs> if, you, if you're going to keep them down there that long, you got you got to feed them. That's, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Oops. give them some water. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> rate us, review us, follow us, share us. <laughs> And I'm James. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. <laughs> and I'm Jody. <laughs> that ain't Tommy Bourne. <laughs> it's Jakey e. Lee. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to y'all later. <laughs> Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, lion sleeps tonight. When the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. A wee mo whip. Wee mo whip. We mum mum away. What the camera? No camera for you. Send. Send, damn it. No, there I don't want go. to. You'll do it like it. Okay. Oh. Well. Took care of that. Tell you what. <laughs> okay, Hank. <laughs> <laughs> don't be adding any sugar to that shit. No, plain. God, do you, do you remember as a kid, you just one spoonful of sugar, two spoonfuls of sugar, three spoonfuls of sugar? I don't know. Actually, I never added sugar even as a kid to Cheerios. Really? Oh, I, I, added, it I, to, I added it to all of my cereal. <laughs> even the sugared ones? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see if I can get a mound of sugar built up in the milk. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Reminding me of the Calvin comic where Calvin's having the sugar frosted or chocolate frosted sugar bombs and he's like on his third bowl and he's starting to shake and he looks at the hopes. He goes, you know what? You're shaking like that vitamin deficiency. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's part of a, a full complete breakfast and hopes goes, yeah. And it's shown next to a grapefruit and eggs. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I would add sugar a few times to like Cheerios, but I realized I didn't like it as much. I'll I'll add a banana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that you just take this banana. You put the banana in your Cheerios tailpipe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Axel F. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I really want something, I've got I've got rum. 
rum. I've got three bottles of rum. <laughs> four four rum, bottles rum, of rum. Rum, 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 <laughs> rum, 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 rum. Four bottles of rum. I've got a bottle of Irish whiskey. I've got a bottle of scotch. I've got a bottle of Wait, wait a second. Wait. I've got something for you. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. What do you have? Got rum. Rum and rum. Rum, <laughs> eggs and rum. Rum, lobster, thermidor, rum, rum, beans and rum. <laughs> Ooh, beans and rum. That actually sounds good. Yeah, does it sound bad, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. I think next time I have baked beans, I'm adding rum to it. I mean, you're going to wake up in the morning and your room's going to smell like a dinosaur died in it, but otherwise. But you know what I've, I've got that would just go good with anything we do? Scotch? I've got two bottles of Malort. Oh, two? <laughs> two. Oh, I didn't. No, I didn't tell you that. When I found it, I bought two bottles. <laughs> nope. You said, oh, ooh, this place has Malort. And I, I figured you bought one. <laughs> I bought two. <laughs> I was going to say where you bought it. And then I thought, they're not giving us money. <laughs> yeah. I was debating on if I was supposed to say, yeah, it's a rather inside joke. And then I thought, I, I don't care. <laughs> someday we'll explain. I think we have explained it, actually. <laughs> I think so. But someday we should explain it again. I'd actually not yeah, mind yeah. doing something where we could get Greg on an episode. <laughs> 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 i don't even know what that was but it was funny yep <laughs> unless you're trying to be scary in which case eek. i'd have to see what of those i got i got notes on both okay probably no more than like i'm not adding anything compared to what you already have but what the hell i got some <laughs> sure sure i'll be like i got that in my note <laughs> <laughs> you're yawning <laughs> this is the yawning of the age. <laughs> <laughs>